Maria. Hi. Welcome, welcome to Unfit to Date, the new iteration of my old podcast that used to be called Unfit to Post and is now called Unfit to Date. Uh, I'm your host, Maggie. Uh, I have decided to take this podcast into a different direction. It used to be about failure. Unfit to Post was born out of the need to be authentic online in a inauthentic social media environment. And um, when I first started this podcast like four years ago, that there wasn't really any space where you could like talk about all the things that you would never post on your um, social handles uh, out of fear of being judged or, you know, butting up against like, you know, living my best life posts on social media. And um, I'm happy to say that that is not the case anymore. It's 2023 and TikTok is out here shining a light on authenticity every you know that I love so TikTok is like my favorite social media platform because it really uh shows it shows it it gives you a place to show off your your grossness your your authentic organic stinky fucked up mentally ill self and I am so glad that that exists and we are steering a little bit farther away from influencer culture um and steering towards fucked up culture (laughs) because you know what that's kind of always been my creative goal is uh I want to make stuff that makes people feel less alone in this shit universe this indifferent ass universe right Hugo Hugo's my co, my unofficial co-host. He chimes in every once in a while when he feels really strongly about something, and apparently he feels really strongly that the universe sucks. Um, so hi, welcome to the new iteration of the podcast. A place for me to blather about my horrific dating experiences because I think a lot of people my age, in their mid thirties, are in a partnership. They're married. They're engaged they've been with their partner for a long time whatever that's kind of the age bracket of people in my life and I I, I'm single I'm I'm newly single I've been single for like nine months and uh I I haven't been single in 15 years so I am I'm I would say I'm like a toddler who's been tossed in a pool who doesn't know how to swim and I'm flailing and I'm swallowing a lot of water and I'm digging myself out of the pool, scratching my way up and puking a lot of water, but then jumping back in and flailing some more. So I think eventually I'm going to stop jumping in the pool or I'm going to drown, <laughs> um, which I don't know what that means in this metaphor situation. Does that mean die? I don't know. But this is a place where people, mostly me, are going to talk about their dating experience experiences and how fucking weird it is dating apps are bizarre 
they are the opposite of everything I was just talking about on TikTok about authenticity. Everyone is on here fucking lying. Lying. Okay, yeah, lying about their height, boring. We all know men are saying that they're like 5'8 when really they're 5'6. Although sometimes you'll come across a profile that says that they're 5'5. Five five and honestly, I swipe right because that's kind of a flex, just being upfront about how fucking short you are. And as the internet has showed, uh, in our absolute undying love for Kendall Roy from Succession, we love a short king. Like short kings are in, and so you know, I've 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 been swiping right on sh- on short kings a lot. But anyways, um, people lie on these dating apps, and not just like in their photos, in their age, in their names, in their height, but in their overall. Uh, vibes like for example kind of like Instagram everyone is posting their best versions of themselves every time that they're drinking an Aperol spritz on the rooftop of Perch or when they're in Greece and their (laughs) their pedicure looks excellent in the sand like that is kind of like the that cultivated image that social media has really dragged out and it's just boring and shitty and stupid and it's also a lie like yo how what did you have to do to get to Greece did you suck some dicks did you charge twenty thousand dollars on your credit card where you're paying like a 25 percent APR on and will be in debt for the rest of your life that's the shit that I want to hear about that's humanity I like human people I don't like fucking fake people who don't have a pore on their body and the dating apps are really amplifying that. I don't know how many times I've seen on Hinge the prompt answered, the prompt that's asking, what's a typical Sunday like for you? And the answer is always <laughs> yoga, hiking, meditating, golfing at Top Golf. It's like, no, y'all are fucking hungover, postmating $50 worth of mcdonald's and like puking in trash barrels next to your stained ass couch like this is a lie and and i my dating app i don't you know i'm gonna be honest with you i don't get that many swipes like my app is i'm pretty honest i'm like here's a picture of me in bed with my cats here's a picture of me um like I don't even know like mostly it's like a lot of my shots are me in bed (laughs) hungover (laughs) and um apparently king like single men don't want lazy girls and I guess I'm a lazy girl because I like rest and am honest about my hangovers and um there's like a little bit of existential dread in all of my prompt answers and I'm not just like blindly hopeful and positive in a fucking post-apocalyptic late stage capitalism nightmare of a reality that we're living in and I find that to be very horrifying and it's hard for me to find people that I actually want to like meet up and talk to on dating apps because most people are looking for the gals with their toes in the Grecian sand and um love hiking and fishing and uh I don't know maybe this is like (laughs) gonna lead to me creating my own dating app where it's just for freaks and weirdos 
and people who don't like hiking or brunch um you know but i hope that that's already in the works somewhere because i cannot be the only person that feels this way about dating apps um but yeah so just a little bit about me (laughs) uh i've been single for nine months uh i was previously single when i was 21 years old that was the last time i was single so like I said, toddler in the pool, flailing around. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to make a lot of silly mistakes. I'm going to make a lot of weird compromises. I'm going to have sex with a lot of really strange men. And um, I might contemplate <laughs> being bisexual eventually after having many failed dates with many stupid men. And I'm not a man hater. I, I know it's going to sound like I am. I'm not, I don't hate men. I hate the patriarchy and what it has turned men into, which is just men or actually just people who like don't necessarily enjoy women. And I don't know if anyone wants to chime in. By the way, please feel free to send me questions or comments or links or photos of your cats uh, to my Gmail account. It's unfit to date like the number two at gmail.com and i'll put it in whatever link i post this fucking podcast episode in but send me your send me your questions um but i completely forgot what i was talking about i was talking about how men don't really seem to enjoy or appreciate or like women and this is not a hot take i'm not <laughs> like this is this is a theory that's going around that men save all of their emotional um energy and vulnerability for other men and women are just kind of like vessels to put their dicks in and that makes me so fucking sad because I don't even think men feel like that emotionally vulnerable with their other male friends like what I've understood is that men have a really hard time um speaking to anyone it's not something that is smiled upon is to be vulnerable sensitive emotional sad crying like these are all things that men are not really allowed to be and um i think that leads to a lot of like hatred directed towards women because i think the patriarchy is telling men to not show those personality traits to women because we will think that they're pussies or gay or weak and that's not the fucking case. Like, I, every woman I've ever spoken to in the past five years has agreed with me that, like, we're looking for some sensitive-ass dudes who are emotionally available, emotionally intelligent, and are willing to, like, look at the system that's oppressing them just as much as it's oppressing us, women, and to change and make things better. And honestly i'm sad to say that my dating experience has not really shown a very positive light on that change and um yeah this is kind of a place where i can go to fucking bitch about how terrible men are but you know maybe maybe i'll meet someone who's cool maybe i'll meet someone who doesn't treat me like shit or doesn't you know objectify me or asks me questions and wants to get to know me um you know i'm hopeful and that's why i'm continuing on this dating journey i want to talk about something that happened last night and um it it's a person that i've gone on a couple dates with and i'm not going to use anyone's real names because that's shitty and punk i'm not going to use his name because obviously 
Um, so I'm going to call him cousin, like cousin, not cause he's my cousin, but like a la the bear, like cuz cousin, um, I'm going to call him cousin. And, um, I met him on Bumble, which just as a side note, I, I thought I had all the different apps figured out, like what they're for. I used to think Raya was for rich, really hot people. Tinder was for hookups and just fuck buddies. Bumble was for dating and semi-serious relationships, but maybe for women who are hesitant about jumping back into the dating pool because they have all the power. Obviously, we know Bumble is like the Sadie Hawkins dance of apps where women make the first move and have all the uh, control in the beginning. Um, but mostly Bumble is for like semi-serious, you know, dating, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe getting married. And then Hinge is like end game. Let's I'm looking for this, the real deal. And then Field is for <laughs> Field is for like all the freaks. It's the kinky app. It's for people who want to be kinked out, kink appreciated kinked the fuck up and like god bless those people um but apparently this is not the case apparently all of them are just for fuck buddies hinge tinder bumble raya and it just is really like which (laughs) what aesthetic are you looking for and also how much money do you have and i'm finding that tinder is definitely the wild west but it's also the cheapest so i feel like i get the most swipes on that app um, because <laughs> I'm <laughs> apparently I'm willing to wade in t- in the broke boy pool, and you know I'm also like anti-capitalist, so it's like yeah, let's let's pay like five dollars for the month to get like unlimited swipes and not have to like break people out of a purgatory dating jail, a la Hinge, by buying them. Like I don't know if you know about this, but Hinge has this thing where they'll show you like the hottest people in your area but they're behind a paywall and you have to pay to break them out of this like hot people purgatory and just because you're paying to break them out and like being able to like like their profile it doesn't mean they're gonna talk to you it's 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 hinges like so fucked up I don't even understand how people use hinge it's definitely the most aesthetically pleasing and the prompts are like the most well designed and well thought of but it's fucking bitchy it it is trying to degrade you before you even jump on the dating horse it's like yo look at these hot people you want to talk to them give us a rose 3.99 per rose you need 17 roses for 55 dollars Also, you're going to need to buy a monthly subscription of $40 just to be on the fucking app. It's like, Hinge, cool the fuck off. Like, chill out, Hinge. Why? I'm going to, I want to sag after it to like fucking, (laughs) to fucking, let's strike on Hinge. Because it's just, it's getting, the profits are getting out of control. Everyone needs to calm down on that shit. Please don't make me degrade myself by buying roses just to interact with the only hots on the app. Like I'm not I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cuz I have self-respect. Maybe once I hit the threshold where I don't have any more self-respect, I'll fucking pay for the roses, but I'm not gonna do it anytime soon. So fuck off, Hinge. 
So I met Cousin on Bumble. And he was one of the first people that I decided to take a chance on despite not being attracted to him. (laughs) Because I really do feel like people in their photos are not... It's not representative of them. Ladies like... Ladies like Riz, as the kids say. Ladies like a Riz King. We like people who have charisma. We like people who have confidence. We like people who make us laugh more than just what they look like. And that's why gym rats are such a red flag to me is because they just they think that if they just are aesthetically hot, then they don't have to do anything else. And that's like the least of my worries when it comes to like dating somebody. Yeah, it's nice that you're like attractive and and like sleek and you only eat chicken breasts but like you're not gonna make me laugh and i'm my pussy's gonna stay dry if you're just eating dry ass chicken breast (laughs) um so cousin was one of the first people that i swiped right on who i wasn't like necessarily attracted to but i was like you know i'm gonna give him a shot he seems like a he's answering these prompts pretty well he's not hideous i'm just like he's you know he's uh, hugo He goes climbing on me. Um, He's just not necessarily my type. So, um, you know, we start, we swipe, we, we match, and then we start texting. And I honestly, I'm one of the sluts that likes to start texting immediately because um, I think the only way that I'm going to realize if we have chemistry is if we text and meet pretty quickly. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm always meeting people in public bars and I have 1,000 apps tracking my every move and alerting my friends if I'm disappeared or in a dumpster or like whatever. So I'm not I'm not that spooked by meeting people pretty quickly. Uh, I think it's that's kind of my strategy. So with cousin, we end up texting pretty quickly, and we have a lot of stuff in common. We like a lot of the same things. We like a lot of the same pop culture. And he did. He said something that I thought was really cool. He immediately admitted that he was recently divorced. And that was attractive to me because I'm always really nervous about sharing that um, tidbit about myself, about how I'm divorced. I don't know when to share that. Is it too soon? Is it like, hi, my name is Maggie. I'm divorced. Or is it like, hey, I know we've been dating for seven years, but by the way, I was I'm divorced. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. I just feel like either way I'm going to come off as weird and maybe that's some like self-shame that I need to outsource to my therapist but you know I'll take note of it um so cousin told me he was divorced and that immediately made me feel safe and that is hard to find in in this environment in this dating environment and um that paired with the pop culture stuff that we liked we liked the same band we liked the same we watched the same tv shows um so you know we we ended up meeting and he he was also one of the first people to offer to take me on a dinner date which um at first I was like wow that is a green flag but then I decided not that it was a red or green flag but that for me I don't like going on dinner dates as the first date I like I like an environment where I can have a quick getaway if it's bad I've never met this person. Maybe they catfished me. Maybe they're like a fucking, you know, fly man. Like they're Jeff Goldblum in the fly where like their eyeball is like melting out of their face. I don't know. I just want to be able to get out of there quickly if I need to. And trying to do that with like 
a, a full Thanksgiving dinner on my plate at a restaurant is not <laughs> I don't it's fucked up I don't want to I don't want to be put in that s- p- position or that situation so I've been doing drink first dates that's what I like to do so I politely told cousin yo let's get drinks so we did and um I I I realized after that I might have ended up dooming this date just from this warning that I gave cousin but I told cuz hey I'm kind of a heavy drinker which by the way is one of my red flags I am my personal I am a red flag because I drink so much but I'm working on it. I'm cutting back, mom, if you're listening. Um, I told cuz like, yo, I drink a lot, like especially when I'm nervous and I'm always nervous on dates. Like I'm going to be drinking a lot. I, I, I can keep my composure. I'm not going to be like puking in a in a trash can, but I, don't match me. Don't match me in my drink tails and my drink tails. Don't match me in my cocktail intake. Don't do one for one with me because it's going to be bad for you like I unless you're like fucking (laughs) I don't know Don Draper I don't think that you're gonna have a good time if you get a cocktail every time I get another cocktail warned him he said that's funny I'll I'll take that advice because I'm not that big of a drinker (laughs) so obviously we go out on our drink date And he fucking matches me. And I drink vodka sodas. That's my cocktail of choice. Uh, It has the the least amount of sugar. It's a mixed drink. It's not that high in calories, whatever. That is my go-to drink. It's going to, I know what my, (laughs) my hangover is going to be like if I'm drinking vodka sodas. This kid ordered whiskey sours. This kid was drinking two three four five whiskey sours and like whiskey alone you know anything that's like barrel aged and has color to it has sugar in it I mean obviously everything has sugar in it but whiskey has more sugar in it than vodka does on top of that it has sour mix in it which has sugar it's like a fucking nightmare a whiskey sour is a fucking nightmare waiting to happen and this poor bastard was matching me and I think I had like five cocktails at that point I was you know I was toasted enough to like invite him back to my apartment after after the date and like make out with him on the side of the road which is fun and part of being single anyway so we get back to my place he tries to pour himself a drink with my at-home liquor and I stop him and I pour him a glass of water he takes a sip and immediately runs to my bathroom and starts yakking just puking like he's never fucking puked before and drunk Maggie also known as Marge Marge was out and about on her three and a half drinks aka five drinks and Marge hears the throwing up and just immediately gets naked and gets into her bed and I don't remember hearing him using any of my mouthwash in my bathroom. So I'm going to assume that he didn't. And we ended up hooking up, which is like, yes, I'm kind of like making fun of this guy because he puked on the first date. But also Marge had sex with somebody who didn't fucking mouthwash before having sex with her. So, you know, we're both fucking hot messes. I'm going to be the first to admit it. But... 
So that happens. He spent the night, which I thought was interesting, until I realized that it's because he lives in East Pasadena, which is like an hour away. And it was like 3 a.m. when we were done. So, I mean, I thought (laughs) at first I was like, oh, he must really like me. He spent the night. And then I realized, oh, it's because he lives in fucking bumfuck Arkansas compared to Koreatown. And um, yeah, so that was like our first date. Um, So on the first date, he does mention that he needs to travel to um, East Asia for work. And he's going to be gone for a month. And um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So even though he was kind of like, meh, to me, I, I mean, we had some connections. We had some fun. We had some lols in the bedroom. But I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. I was looking forward to like hooking up with you again. But a month isn't that long. You know, like it'll be fine. Maybe I'll find someone else, whatever. And he sends like a lovely text. Hey, don't fall in love with anyone while I'm gone which I felt like was a nice way of saying, hey, I'm going to come back and let's like, let's hang out again. There's a lot of like interpretation that happens in dating. And I was right. You know, he, it was a month that passed. He got back, but he invites me to come over to East Pasadena, bumfuck Arkansas. And I'm like, you know what? I could use a road trip. I don't mind. It's 45. GPS is saying it's 45 minutes, whatever. I'm going to, I know I'm going to sleep there because I'm going to have sex with this guy. So it's like, whatever. And I know I'm going to have like a couple of cocktails while I'm over there. So I get to Eastern, <laughs> East Pasadena. and just going to call it that just because you don't need to know the actual name of the, of the town. Um, and we get into his apartment and we have our first cocktail and he starts talking about, uh, Thailand is where he went. And, um, He then goes on to tell me a story about how he really wanted to have sex in Thailand. And he went on a couple of dates on the dating apps. He was having a hard time connecting with people just because of the language barrier. And so he ended up getting so sexually frustrated after a month that he goes to a brothel. And he tried to go to the highfalutin brothel the expensive high rollers whorehouse. Um, but the line was too long. So he ended up finding a cheaper, shittier, spookier brothel and went and described to me how he had a line of women that he got to point and choose which ones he wanted to have sex with. And fuck it. He wanted to have his first threesome. And he figured what better place to have his first threesome than a mediocre, low quality brothel in Thailand. Um, I definitely remember taking a large swig from my <laughs> from my cocktail after that. Um, so, yeah. So he then proceeds to tell me how awkward his sex encounter was, how the two gals that he was having sex with didn't speak English. They didn't really understand what he wanted he felt like it was their first time having a threesome or maybe even having sex in this environment, which gave me such the creeps. Like just imagining these poor gals who can't speak English, you know, struggling to make ends meet. And like two friends are like, you know what, let's just try and like, you know, have be sex workers tonight just to like make a quick buck. And then, 
having cuz be their first experience and like honestly none of that is really the red flag to me i am i'm pro sex work i think that's the best way to keep sex workers safe is to be pro sex work to be pro legalization of sex work so that it's regulated um the people who are the sex workers are as protected as they can be from pimps etc all the other nasty shit that happens when you are doing shit illegally and being taken advantage of so i'm pro sex work but if i'm (laughs) if i'm dating you and you couldn't a couldn't make it a whole month without having sex and so much so that you had to hire like low income on like down on their luck women to have sex with you that's gross you're gross you're you don't see women as equals you see them as sex holes and I don't want to have sex with you and like I also kind of don't even want to be friends with you and you know what maybe this is harsh maybe this is a harsh opinion to have and that's okay you know obviously like it's my podcast, so I can do whatever I want. Um, but like that icked me out so fucking bad. Um, and that was only half the story. There was a second half of the story where he ended up going back to the expensive brothel and having another threesome with like professionals and how much better it was and whatever. I can't believe this guy thought it was cool to even tell me this because I was like ready to fuck. I came to fucking east pasadena to fuck this dude and he's telling me this and i'm and he's like oh but don't worry i got tested and i'm clean i'm like i don't fucking trust i don't what's your last name i don't even know what your last name is let alone i'm gonna like trust that you no so i noped the fuck out of there i i had my one cocktail got through the story was sober enough to drive home after one cocktail and i drove the fuck home And I immediately changed that guy's contact information in my phone to sex pest because I've decided that when a guy gives me the ick, I really need to stop giving them second and third and fourth chances. And I think my strategy is to change their contact information in my phone to whatever gave me the ick so that the next time they text me, I'm like, who's sex pest? Oh, yeah, the guy who had sex with like women who didn't speak english just a person that had sex with prostitutes like it's all of it the whole cocktail of the story is the red flag but no sex pest 100 percent. so i leave i i i don't know what how i got out of it i i just was like you know what i'm actually not feeling great i gotta go so i leave we don't talk for like a month or so and then he texts me last night and sex pest pops up on my screen and I'm like who is that oh yeah it's cuz and he (laughs) sends me a a message that just says hey I hope we can still be friends long enough where you feel like you can give a speech like this at my funeral (laughs) and it's a link to uh the eulogy that Connor Roy gives in succession to a man that they always jokingly called Mo but his real name is Lester. So his name is Molester. That's what they call him. And he's like a known like sexual deviant that works at their company. And they just like look the other way when he's like molesting people. That's the link he sent me. 
And the irony of that was like too much for me to keep it in. And I just ended up texting back just saying, that's so funny that you sent this because after you told me the story of you having sex with prostitutes last time I saw you, I immediately changed your contact in my phone to sex pest. And this is just like really tracking. And this upset him. And uh, he said that he felt like I was shaming him. And maybe I was. And maybe he should. And maybe he won't ever text me again. And that is the story of cuz, cousin, sex pest. Anyways, um, thank you for listening if you made it this far. I hope it was entertaining. Um, If you, like I said earlier, if you have any questions or comments or things that you want me to talk about on this podcast, please email me at unfittodate at gmail.com. And remember, the two is the number two unfit to date at gmail.com send me some shit i love you thank you for listening this far um see you next time (laughs) 